Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Raising the South China Sea Tension While the casualties of war continue to pile up over Gaza and Ukraine, China and the U.S., after accusing each other of aggressive provocations in the South China Sea, have now raised the tension by conducting rival patrols in the highly disputed waters. The rival patrols are obviously not meant to go after any common enemies or threats to the viability of the global trade route, such as high sea pirates, terrorists, armed smugglers, or drugs or human traffickers, they are more likely intended to support conflicting territorial claims of the various parties. The Chinese Navy will most likely try to interdict any intrusion into Chinese territory, and the U.S. Philippine Naval Group will likewise try to prevent any Chinese intrusion into the Philippine Exclusive Economic Zone, EEZ. Recent hyped incidents have been limited to nothing more than Chinese Coast Guard vessels using water cannons or military-grade lasers on frail Filipino boats bringing food supplies to a handful of Marines on board the BRP Sierra Madre, a grounded dilapidated ship in Aungan Shoal, within the Philippines' ease. With the rival patrols underway, Chinese and U.S. naval vessels will now begin to shadow each other in the hotly contested waters. This could have serious risks and consequences. The South China Sea is not clearly demarcated to show what parts belong to China and what parts belong to the Philippines and other countries. And there is no functioning international authority out there to remind a vessel that it had run off course. China claims nearly all of the South China Sea as its territorial waters by virtue of its so-called 9- or 10- line. For its part, the U.S. lays no claim to any part thereof, and is not even a signatory to the 1982 United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, UNCLO, which the international community recognizes as the law of the oceans. But the U.S. seems to recognize no limitation to its global reach. It has obviously decided to patrol the South China Sea as the Philippines' defense partner under their Mutual Defense Treaty, MDT, of 1951. A Chinese attack on any Philippine or U.S. vessel during these patrols could trigger a massive U.S. military response and turn the U.S.-China Cold War into a boiling hot war. This would be a costly and terrible war, even if it were limited to conventional means, but since it would involve two nuclear giants, they might be foolish enough to fight a war that has no winners. This must be avoided at all costs, and the best way to avoid it is to nip it in the bud and call off the rival patrols. This is easier said than done. China and the US are two hard-headed grown-ups who are not used to listening to anyone talk of peace or self-restraint. Yet only a few weeks ago, the Philippine and Chinese foreign ministers, Enrique Manalo and Wang Yi, were reported talking in Beijing of their apparent mutual desire to sit down and discuss ways and means of responsibly managing their territorial and maritime conflict to spare the region and the world of an unnecessary threat of war. Full-time Western war propagandists will do everything to torpedo this initiative, but the parties concerned, supported by their respective presidents, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. and Xi Jinping, could be encouraged to pursue it against all odds. Within the region, Marcos Jr. could likewise solicit the support of Indonesian President Yoko Widodo and the other leaders of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, ASEAN, who insist on the centrality of ASEAN and reject its getting involved in a proxy war and pushing for a regional peace agenda that will exact every ounce of cooperation rather than conflict from the competing big powers. At the same time, Marcos Jr. could insist that none of his cabinet members and subalterns should ever speak Chinese or American political propaganda as the official language of his government. It adds nothing to the dignity or integrity of his government if, in dealing with China, 
the president allows a senior military officer holding a small position in the armed forces to publicly brand a former president and other patriotic Filipinos as traitors for failing to regurgitate the lavish official propaganda against Beijing. Despite our conflicting territorial and maritime claims with China, we are not at war with China. We are not even remotely in competition with China. The U.S. is in competition for the sphere of influence with China, but it is not at war, not yet, anyway, with China. Is there anything remotely traitorous or treasonous then about a Filipino citizen failing to endorse a war cry against our biggest neighbor with whom we are fundamentally at peace? The very question is absurd. What is treason is for a Filipino, whether he is wearing a military uniform or not, to incite other peace-loving fellow Filipinos to support possible hostilities against a giant neighbor, with whom we have no reason to wage war, which our constitution renounces as an instrument of national policy. The present state of the world has left us confused, and this confusion will persist for as long as we insist on using our former colonial master's vested self-interest, political lens and perspective instead of our own to dominate our puny little heads. Fstadat.gmail.com Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.